Open up your Bible. Go with me to John chapter 4. Tonight I want to talk to you about being great in the kingdom. Being great in the kingdom. John chapter 4, beginning verse 3. So he left Judea and returned to Galilee. He had to go through Samaria on the way. Eventually he came to the Samaritan village of Sychar, near the field that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired from the long walk, sat wearily beside the well about noontime. Soon a Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Please give me a drink. He was alone at the time because his disciples had gone into the village to buy some food. The woman was surprised, for Jews refused to have anything to do with Samaritans. She said to Jesus, You are a Jew, and I am a Samaritan woman. Why are you asking me for a drink? Jesus replied, If you only knew the gift God has for you and who you are speaking to, you would ask me, and I would give you living water. But, sir, you have no rope or bucket, she said. This well is very deep. Where would you get this living water? And besides, do you think you're greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us this well? How can you offer better water than he and his sons and his animals enjoyed? Jesus replied, anyone who drinks this water will soon become thirsty again. But those who drink the water I give will never be thirsty again. It becomes a fresh, bubbling spring within them giving them eternal life. Please, sir, the woman said, give me this water. Then I will never be thirsty again, and I won't have to come here to get water. Now, if you can, go with me to Romans chapter 14. Verse 17. This is a scripture that you should always, you should remember it. Romans 14, 17 says, For the kingdom of God is not eating and drinking, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Spirit. Amen? So tonight we're talking about how to be great in the kingdom. Because it's not just God's desire for you to, to be in the kingdom, but he wants you to be great. How many of you want to be great in the kingdom? There's a lot of people that might visit the kingdom, but they're not great in the kingdom. And so here Jesus was, he had just, he was on a journey. The disciples had, had gone off to go buy some food, and he was sitting by the well. And there was a woman that came to draw water from the well. Jesus was thirsty. He had a long journey. His body was tired. And so he asked the woman, he said, woman, can, can you get me some water too? And the woman, the woman, she was kind of surprised because the Jewish people didn't, didn't socialize with the Samaritans. And so she's, she was surprised that he was asking something from her. And, uh, and then Jesus said, he said, if you knew who, was you, were, who you were talking to, you would ask me for water. And this water is living water. And this water, anyone who drinks this water will, will not be thirsty. There was a change that took place in Jesus. He went from someone asking for help to someone who was giving help. 
He went from someone that was in need of, of physical water to someone who was getting ready to give living water to those that were thirsty. That woman, not only did she receive the words of Jesus, but the Bible later on talks about that she went to all of her village and she brought them all and they all began to believe that in Jesus Christ. This woman was a woman that they, she, she won a whole city just by herself. And you know, if you really want a city to change, get a woman saved and full of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, guys don't talk like, like women talk, you know. Girls, girl, girls, they get the word. They, they know how to tell everybody. Amen. Hallelujah. And that's why, that's why women make some, some of the most effective ministers because they, they, they can't shut up. They just have to tell somebody about Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. But see, Jesus turned from being served to being a servant. And that is how you become great in the kingdom. Whoever is served, whoever serves in the kingdom becomes the great one in the kingdom. Whoever is served is not the great one. Whoever serves is a great one. And there's a lot of people that they come to God wanting to be served. And so they're always looking, what is God doing for me? What, am I, what is the church doing for me? What is people doing for me? They're looking to be served. You know, we live in a service economy. There used to be a, an economy where we made things and we sold things, but now we don't make things in this economy. We serve. It's a service industry in everything we do, from restaurants to, to customer service. It's all service. It's all service. But the, the, the Scripture talks about that if you want to be great in the kingdom— you have to serve. And you don't just serve in your strength. You serve in the power of God. You serve under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. There is a type of service that we go and we, we help people. You know, like uh, we have the food ministry that feeds those that, that need groceries. And so we feed them food. But, but really, when they come, they, they come and they hear the gospel of Jesus Christ being preached to them. And we pray for them. We encourage them in the things of God every, every Friday. Not only do they come, but we preach to them. I mean, they earn that food. They earn that food because we preach to them. We make sure that, that they got the gospel before they leave this place. Amen. And so many of them have been healed. So many of them have been blessed. So many of them have seen God move in their life because we chose to serve. It wasn't just about giving the food, but it was, it was taking the things of God, the things of the kingdom, and the strengths of the kingdom, and serving one another. See, you are here for whatever reason, but the primary reason you are here is so that you could grow in wisdom and knowledge and in revelation of who God is and who you are in Christ, that when you leave this place, you're going to carry an anointing and a strength to serve your brothers, your sisters, your, your city in the ways of the Lord, in the things of God. You're going to carry an anointing to cast out devils, an anointing to lay hands on the sick and see them recover, a word to speak life into dead things. And those are the ones that are great in the kingdom. You know, Jesus, when he was surrounded by, you know, it used to be where Jesus was by himself. He didn't have any disciples. All he had was an anointing upon his life. And so he, he would show up to places, and he began to speak revelation about what, what God has revealed to him, what the Holy Spirit has taught him. And as he began to teach people about the kingdom of God, and began to tell them that the kingdom of God is near, 
He began, devils began to cry out and he would cast out the devils. People that were sick, he began to heal the sick. People that were, were hungry, he would multiply the food. He would multiply the loaves and the, and the fish and fed thousands upon thousands. Even when he wasn't planning on serving, he was just enjoying a party. But they ran out of wine. His mother came to him and said, Jesus, we ran out of wine. He's like, what does that have to do with me? But, you know, a mama could get you to do some stuff, you know. She's like, whatever he tells you to do, just do it. And Jesus turned water into wine. You know, Jesus knows how to keep the party going, amen? amen. <laughs> but it's out of that anointing that he was serving. And, but when he was by himself, people would touch him. People would just be around him. He would, he would do everything by himself. But as he was serving, as he was healing the sick, as he was ministering to those that were lost, as he was casting out devils, bringing sight to the blind, hearing back to the deaf, as he was bringing strength to, the, to those who could not walk and they would begin to walk again, as he was doing those things, word began to speak, to, to be spoken about him. People began to know who he was and masses began to, to, to gather around him. As he was going, he needed helpers and he needed people that he could teach, so he called and he raised up disciples, and he taught them the ways of God, and he started, and they would walk together. It went from him being by himself serving humanity to now he gets an army serving humanity. Amen. The Bible says that, that he, he, he prayed and released 70 disciples into villages all around, to, and he told them, preach the gospel of the kingdom, heal the sick, cast out the devil. He sent them out to do the work of the Lord, the work of the ministry. He wasn't serving himself. He wasn't saying, okay, I need you guys to make sure you serve me. I need this from you to serve me because I can't be me without you. No. No. It was always about bringing the gospel of the kingdom to someone who needed it. And so if you want to be great in the kingdom, you have to serve. Whoever's last will be first. See, this kingdom's upside down. See, the kingdoms of this world, they say, okay, work hard, sacrifice, and then you get a title and you get a name, and then you'll have all these people serve you. But the kingdom of our God, it's always about self-sacrifice. It's always about laying down your life. It's always about lifting up his name and not trying to promote yourself, but allow God just to be ministered through you, Amen. to minister to others through you. When people, when people touch Jesus, they were not touching him because, ooh, here's a, a famous person, let me touch him. They were touching him because I need a healing. There's something wrong with me that this man has that could bring health and life to me. So I'm going to touch him in faith that my body be whole. The anointing of God upon the kingdom of God upon Jesus, the, the, the presence of the Holy Spirit was so strong that, that he would walk and they would find out that he was coming through and they would lay out the, the sick people on the streets in hopes that his very shadow 
would come across it. Why? They were sick, they needed healing, and Jesus had the power to heal. And so even his shadow was serving humanity. Everything was about serving. Everything was about service. If, if, if you cannot humble yourself to serve one another in love, God can't use you. The thing about it is we, we're, taught, we're taught a different philosophy in this world. We're taught, hey, work hard so that others can serve you. We're taught, hey, do raise up your own profile so that everybody will look at you. Make it all about you. It's all about you. It's all about branding. It's all about marketing. Do something that makes everybody look at you, think that you are something. It's not about that. The only thing that matters is the glory unto God. That's it. The glory unto God. There was a man that, he came here the, a few weeks ago. He was watching us on TV. He dedicated his life to the Lord. And he saw me preaching, and he said, I was really attracted to, to watching you preach because you didn't look like a preacher. You looked like a guy working at the store down the road. That night, I, I said, hey, he, he said, uh, after, after service, he said, Pastor, can I talk to you? Can I talk? I said, yeah, let's go have dinner. Oh, okay, let's go. Where do you want to go? Well, we can just go to Denny's. We ate pancakes. He's looking, I can't believe I'm eating pancakes. I'm like, why can't you believe I'm, I'm Kevin? <laughs> the only thing good about me is Jesus. And so all that we do is, see, here's the awesome thing about it. When, when you put yourself in, in the position of a servant first, you put yourself in a servant, God clothes you with glory. And everything that happens as you're doing it unto the Lord, everything that happens, it makes you look really good. Where people might, might look at you and they might see the physical things, but the physical things no longer matter because the glory of God is upon your life. I mean, you, you might be wearing, you know, $25 tennis shoes, but when the glory of God's upon you, those are the shoes of a king. And the word of God talks about, he says, if you leave house, home, brother, family for the gospel's sake, You'll receive now in this time, houses, home, brothers, family. And, and, and in the world to come, eternal life. In other words, you don't lose out on anything serving God. You might think you're walking away from a career, but you're walking into a destiny. You might think you're walking away from, from a way of life that that's all you knew, but you're walking into a place of glory that only God could take you to. And God is just looking for someone that will serve, someone that he could put his anointing upon, someone that, that will allow Jesus to come and live and dwell and have his way inside them so that when he, when he puts you in that position, 
The words that you speak are not your own, but the words that you speak are the ones of your, of your Lord and your Savior who put you there so that he could give a word to them. Amen. I've been in situations where I didn't know if I was going to live, but I, I, always, I always do this. I always check myself. I ask myself, am I here for me? Did I, did I put myself here? Did, was this my, my idea about being in this jungle here? Is this my idea to be in, in, in Mexico at one in the morning? trying to cross the border where there's gunships in the air and gunfire in the distance? I always check myself. Did, did I do this? Did I come over here for glory of Kevin? Or did I come here because of the glory of God? Am I here because I needed a meeting? Or am I here to bring healing to somebody's life? To bring the kingdom it's all about the kingdom. Everything is in the kingdom. The Bible says that the kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's not just for you. When you show up to a place, you are an ambassador of Christ. You bring the glory of the kingdom of God there. Righteousness shows up. Peace shows up. Joy in the Holy Ghost shows up. People are healed. People are set free. People are saved. What happened? Righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost came for someone that needed it. I don't need to go to, to a, a land to preach the gospel to change me. The kingdom has already changed me. I go there as a representative of Christ to release what God has done for me upon them. Amen. I'm a carrier of the glory of the kingdom of God. And so when I preach the gospel, I preach to release righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Last week, there was a, a, a gentleman that came and gave his life that, to, to Christ after the service. I looked at him, I, I, I talked with him, and I asked him, what did the Lord do for you, brother? And he said, I've gone through a lot of things in my life, but when I gave my life to Jesus tonight, everything that, of the past, all that weight that I was carrying, I felt it just leave me right then and there. What happened? The kingdom showed up. The kingdom just showed up. <laughs> and, and righteousness, peace, joy came came upon his life. Here's the awesome thing about the kingdom of God. God doesn't release the kingdom of God and then take it back. He gives it and it's yours. Because you're a citizen of the kingdom of God. You belong in the kingdom of God. You belong in the righteousness of God. You belong in the peace of the Lord. You, be you belong in, in the joy of the Holy Ghost. You belong there. That is your portion. That is your inheritance as being a citizen of the kingdom of God. That's your right, privilege, and your inheritance. Amen. And so we go and we are ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ to serve humanity and bring righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Another, another statement for the, for the kingdom of God is light. Everybody say light. 
When people complain about it being dark, it's because there's a lack of light. And so if there's a place that's broken, it's because the gospel's not being preached there. What is the gospel? It's the gospel of the kingdom. Everybody say kingdom. kingdom. It's the gospel of the kingdom. That's the gospel of the, the king of kings and the Lord, Lord Jesus Christ is alive and now he reigns and rules and his kingdom is available for all who will surrender to it. The only way that you can enter the kingdom of God is through Jesus Christ. And the only way that you can receive uh, the kingdom of God is by surrendering your life. That's the only way. You cannot, re you cannot receive the kingdom of God trying to, be, trying to keep the things of this world. And, and, and No, you have to count the cost. You have to lose it all so you can gain it all. And so when we preach the gospel, we are presenting the kingdom of God. We talk about the king of kings and the Lord of lords. We pray and we release the presence of the Lord. And the Lord confirms the word with signs and wonders. That woman, she heard the word, she received the word, and her eyes were open to the kingdom of God. Everything, that, everything about me, he told me. That's the kingdom, amen? Hallelujah. Last week when we were at the, the night of healing and we began to, we, we preached the gospel and then we had an altar call. 30 people gave their life to the Lord Jesus Christ. And every one of them were crying. But they weren't crying because they were sad. They were crying because they were happy. Why were they happy? Because the kingdom had come to them. We went to McAllen to bring the kingdom of God. And the kingdom of God had come to them. And now the kingdom of God was touching their life. And now they were entering into the kingdom of God. Because we went there to serve. Amen. Hit your neighbor tell them serve. Hallelujah. If you want to be great in the kingdom of God, you have to serve. Matthew 16 Matthew chapter 16, verse 19. It says, And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Amen. Amen. Everybody say keys. keys. What does that mean, keys? Keys means access. Keys means access to the kingdom. So you have, you have the keys. Amen. Hold out your hand and say, I have the keys. You have the keys. And so whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosened in heaven. Why? Because that's the authority of the kingdom. That's the authority and the right and privilege that, God, that Jesus has given to us. So if it exists here and it's having its way, it's our fault, not God's fault. Amen. How many, does anybody here have a pickup truck? Anybody have a pickup truck? All right. Everyone that, that, that has a pickup truck, how many times that people call you when they need to move something? <laughs> Why? Because you got the truck. So what do you do when, when, you, when they call you and they ask you for help and you say yes, you go with the truck while you're serving them? Because you have it. You have the keys of the kingdom. And you have the keys of the kingdom to serve mankind, Amen. to serve humanity. The only reason why the world does not change is because you don't love them enough. Ooh. 
The only reason why the world does not change is you don't love them enough to serve them because you're trying to use the keys of the kingdom to serve yourself. But you have to understand the kingdom's an upside-down kingdom. If you will serve man, angels will serve you. If you will serve man with the gifts that Jesus has given you, access, power, authority to the kingdom of God, you will see that angels will be working on your behalf, and instead of you having a bunch of problems, the problems will just somehow work itself out. Because if your mindset is always about what is going to take to take care of me, there's no room for God to show you the pain and the suffering of your brother and sister that needs him. You know, it's really important to understand that scripture when it says when two come together, touching anything, agreeing. A lot of people say, oh, let me ask my, my friend. He's a businessman. I want him to pray and agree with me that my business will, will, will prosper. So they go to this, will you come and pray and touch according to that word, agreeing that it'll be done. And that businessman's like, yes, I'll pray with you. I'll agree with you. But as soon as they start praying, he starts thinking, God, bless him, but also bless me. It's not about the other person anymore. It's about him. So there's not perfect agreement. It's not perfect agreement. When you find someone that just completely surrenders to the kingdom of God and says, God, I lay down my life to serve you and to serve others. I lay down my life for the glory of God. I lay down my life to bring the kingdom of God to this world, to this generation. I'll do whatever you tell me to do. I'll say whatever you tell me to say. I'll go wherever you tell me to go. I'll just, I'll just lay down my life. Not my will, but your will, Lord. When you find that person, you're going to see everywhere that person goes, the kingdom of God shows up. Righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. One of the things I try to encourage people to do is to stop thinking about your problems and start ministering to other people's problems. It's amazing how, how easy. You know, if, 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 if someone asks, someone, uh, if I looked at what I needed, it's hard for me to ask someone to help me for my personal needs. But if I found out somebody else had a need and I knew a way, someone who had the answer to their need, very easy for me. Very easy for me to go to, a, a, to someone else and say, hey, you know my friend over there, he could really use your help. Could you help him out? Very easy for me to ask someone to help me. No, I don't know how to do that. That's tough for me. But for me to serve someone else, it's easy. Amen. Amen. But I realize that I have less problems when I'm serving others. I don't have to worry about the problems in my home. My wife loves me more when I'm ministering to others. Because I look like Jesus. Amen. And how can you not like Jesus? Amen. Amen. I don't have a lot of arguments. I don't have a lot of stress. I have no stress. I have like literally no stress. I mean, if there was like a negative stress scale, I'd be out the negative. <laughs> I'm not worried about anything. I'm not worried. I'm like, I'm, I'm you know, Akuna Matata. That's my life. <laughs> That's actually Swahili. That's my life. I don't, 
My only desire is just to do the will of the Lord. God gives me a vision. says, we're going to do this. I said, all right, Lord. Praise God. And then I wait on him. I trust him. I, so I walk by faith. I'm not just, oh, man, how are we going to build that nursery? How are we going to? I'm not stressed about that. That's his business, not mine. He's my source. He's my supply. He called me. Even the scripture says, do not worry. Even the scripture says a worker is worthy of his hire. He takes care of you. It says, seek first the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God. Seek first the kingdom of God. Not that you enter into the kingdom of God. You're already there. But bring in the kingdom to others. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added to your life. Amen. How many of you want to have no worries, no troubles? But Pastor, you don't know my wife. You don't know my husband. I guarantee you, if you just walk with Jesus, they'll fall so in love with you. There'll be such a peace in your home. God will change their life too because you are following the, the kingdom. In the kingdom, everything works. Amen? Say, in the kingdom, everything works. Outside of the kingdom is brokenness, it's death and destruction. Outside of the kingdom is deceiving, it's, it's backstabbing, it's lying. But in the kingdom, everything works. I mean, even the things that are negative, where, where someone lies or steals and robs. Listen, I've had all that. I've had all that. In my, it, I've had all that doing the work of the Lord. I've had that happen from, from men, so, supposedly men of God or co-laborers. I've had them steal. And, but in the kingdom, it still works. Even when they, they, they've stolen, God has a way of making it up and just erasing the past. Amen. Where there's no bitter, there's no anger, no, no, no anger inside of you. But you have to serve God. You have to serve the king. If you want to be great in the kingdom, you have to serve, amen? If you want to be great. Now, if you don't want to be great, if you just want to serve, then, then you know, enjoy your problems. I have no problems because I'm in the kingdom. And so I have access to the keys of the kingdom. So when someone comes, if I see a problem, I have an answer to that problem in the kingdom of, of, my, of my, my Lord and Savior. So someone, someone has a problem with, 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 uh, with drug addiction. I have an anointing. Cast that thing out. I bind that in the name of Jesus. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I could tell you testimonies where someone said, Pastor, I'm addicted to alcohol. I'd say, okay, let's pray. In the name of Jesus, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that every time you drink that alcohol, it tastes so bad and you get sick in Jesus' name. Next thing you know, I hear a testimony. Pastor, I tried to drink it. I got so sick. <laughs> very, very quick, very quick, very quick. The Lord's deliverance, the Lord's freedom, the Lord's power. God has given us an anointing to minister to others. The, the, anointing, the anointing works when we give. Amen. When we give, we give, we give, we give, we just give. 
We give. And we give with no strings attached. No strings attached. I'm not looking for money. Money, money chases me. I don't, I don't chase money. I'm not living for money. I'm living for the king. I just want to be obedient. That's all I want. I want to be obedient where God will say, well done, good and faithful. At the end of the day, when we ministered to the masses and we talked talk to people about Jesus and we brought people into the kingdom, at the end of the day, when they give their life to Jesus, the joy of the Lord begins to rise up inside of me. When people are giving their life to God, I'm crying with them. Like it's my, my first time I gave my life to Jesus. I'm so excited for them. That's my reward. But if you're putting conditions, well, you know, God, you know, but I got this bill, I got this bill, I got this thing, I got this problem, I got this. Then you're limiting the kingdom of God from flowing from you because of lies and deceit. You will always have those issues because the devil will put you in handcuffs. You know how many ministers are sidelined that, that, that are anointed by the Holy Ghost? Like half the, the class in my Bible school are sidelined their mouths are shut. These were the same men and women that say, we're going to take the world for the glory of God. And now they do nothing for God. They're working a dead-end job. They're always miserable. And they're always angry. They're saying, oh, when we get to this amount of money, then we'll go out and we'll be ministers. It doesn't work that way. I mean, if you can't believe in God's supernatural power to supply, what makes you believe that you can believe in God's supernatural power to bring healing and deliverance and signs and wonders to hurting mankind. Listen, if there's no anointing upon your life to provide for your needs, there will not be no anointing to heal the sick and set the captives free. My faith rises up so greatly because I've seen God not only heal the sick, but I've seen God provide for me in the middle of the desert. Where I could be like, like the, the, the man of God, uh, 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 Elijah, when, when he was surrounded by the army. And his servant says, oh no, there's no way out. And he wakes up, he says, there's more for us than against us. He said, Lord, open up his eyes. And he saw the army of the Lord surrounding his enemies. Come on now. Tell your neighbor, there's more for you than against you. And so we have to serve in this kingdom. Not to be served, to serve. Serve the Lord. If you don't know what to do, if you find yourself stuck in a rut, you find yourself, where am I missing it? Serve the Lord. Serve the Lord. But pastor, I don't know what I'm going to do. Just serve the Lord. Just serve the Lord. Just serve the Lord. I'm lost. Serve the Lord. Get back to serving God. Well, what does that mean? Whatever that means, just make yourself available. Show up to church, we'll put you to work. And then we'll send you out to the streets. Pastor, I need a pulpit. God's calling me to a pulpit. Listen, there's a pulpit over here that has wheels. You can just drag that around. Get you a t-shirt with a little pulpit in front of it, you know. <laughs> Somehow they think, as a pastor, 
I get served. No. Sometimes there's a lot of masses and, and I have helpers that, that, that help and co-laborers in the gospel of Jesus Christ, but they're not serving me, they're serving Jesus. And many times, most of the time, I actually try to lose them all the time. I have some that will, that, that, that will just, you know, they're, they're there to, just to help me in, in serving and, and a lot of times I'm always trying to lose them. I'm like, go talk to that person over there. I'm over there. Tell you the truth, most of my ministry is found sitting next to a well. Where a woman comes to draw some water and she receives living water. Most of my ministry is not happening on a, on a pulpit. How many of you have ever messaged me in the middle of the night and you got a response? You said, This guy's still awake? <laughs> Who's done that? Let me see your hands. Oh. It's my joy. I love to serve. God tells me, I'm going to go someplace and do something. I'm like, praise God, let's do this. And then when I find out other people are going other places, I'm like, better you than me. Because <laughs> I know I've been faithful to serve God where he told me to go. No. I'm like, you enjoy the 15-hour flight. You enjoy being stranded at the airport. You enjoy it. But I know that because I'm there to serve, I have no stress, no worry, no fear. Because God is with me. I, I, I've seen God, God literally started me at the very bottom. You know, you would think, you know, my father, such a great man of God, left me such a heritage. You would think that because of who my father was, that would have opened up a lot of doors for me. But it wasn't until this... Uh, like two weeks ago when I was in Maryland, the first time I preached in another church other than Faith is God in the United States of America. Now I got another church that wants me to go visit them and I'm like, praise God. Yeah. <coughs> they found out there's an anointing for healing. Yeah. I believe God's going to give us a healing re revival. Yeah. Yeah. Healing's becoming the culture of, of this church where people who are sick or people that are hurting, whether they need healing of their relationships, healing of their body, healing of their finances, healing is just going to flow. Restoration flows in this church. Amen. Amen. Let me talk about service. Uh, Matthew chapter 20. Verse 25 says, But Jesus called them together and said, You know that the rulers in this world lorded over their people. And officials flaunt their authority over those under them. But among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be your servant. Whoever wants to be first among you must become your slave. For even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. Amen. So when the Lord calls you to do something, you're there to serve. Amen. Like e even the, the, the thing of, of, of honor. Like I honor everybody. I honor every, you. You come to the church for the first time and I find out that you're. Listen, I want you to I want you to be be blessed. I want I, I want to serve you however I can. 
But and ministers come in here, I serve them. You know, I don't ask anybody to, to serve the preachers that come. I'm the one that drives them around. I'm the one that takes care of them. I pick them up from the airport, and I enjoy it. I love it. I love spending time with them. I learn so much. I love it. But when I go to different lands, there are times that, that there's honor, there's time there's not honor. I could tell you times where I'm, I'm waiting hours at the airport waiting for someone to pick me up when they said they would be there in a foreign country. I could tell you other times where I go to one, I went to one, one country and they had 300 people at the airport waiting for me. They had a whole band. They gave me flowers and all that. <laughs> I get off the plane. I, I see all the commotion. I'm like, wow, someone important must be here. <laughs> and then I see my picture and my name and the music. I'm like, oh. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I just don't understand it, but Praise God. I learned that, you know, the many times I'm not honored to enjoy the times I am. <laughs> I, you know, uh, Apostle Masili, he, he, he rebuked me. I was in the, when he came, when he comes, well, we, we were, let me just tell you, this church, we bought them, when he came this past January, we bought them a whole studio new studio for his television ministry what we have we bought another one of that and then we also bought him a box that allows him to go to the remote remote parts of the of kenya and broadcast to the nations from there and it was a, a piece of equipment very valuable piece of equipment and we were able to do that so thank you guys thank you all you all gave to that whether you knew or not you gave to it <laughs> but when apostle masili comes in here i you know this, this is all he knows about the United States of America is, is the way we receive him. He, ha he doesn't go to other churches. He just comes to ours. And so he's our friend, and he comes here, and at the airport, I, I receive him. And then, you know, we go out to eat, and he wants to pay. I said, no, that we, they don't take Kenyan money here. <laughs> and he'll spend the whole time, whole time. I don't let him spend a dollar. I take care of him. I mean, I bought him, like, it's funny, you know, because Africans hate the cold. They hate the cold. And you know how cold it was this past January, right? <laughs> and so the last time he was here, I bought him a jacket, and he had came off the plane with that jacket. But it was colder, so I got him another jacket. And then the next day, you know, since it was cold, you know, I had found these old Oh, these, these gloves that I bought in London that were real warm, and I had my hat on and my gloves, and I see him, and he's bundled up with two jackets, and he looks at my gloves. <laughs> and one day, it wasn't even that cold. I was just wearing this light jacket, you know, and, and, uh, and we're driving, and we're walking out, and you know, like I said, Africans hate the cold. I mean, even a little bit cold. And he's like, oh, this is cold. Next thing you know. And then, and then he, uh, we had given him so much stuff, I bought him a, a new suitcase. And I gave him my old suitcase, too. And 
He took my suitcase. He took all my winter clothes. He took my hat. And he didn't give it back. He took it all to Kenya. He took it all. He didn't give it. I'm thinking, there ain't no snow in Kenya. You don't need but, but But I didn't ask for it back. I gave it to him. The last time I, w- I was in Kenya. Because I was telling him the difference between uh, holiday and vacation. Holiday means, you know, because they, they don't call it, we call it vacation, they call it holiday. And so uh, holiday means just, you know, don't do any work. Vacation means to actually leave, to vacate, you know. And so last time I went over there, uh, you know, he took me someplace, and I was like, no, I'm going to pay for this. And I was assistant, and he said, he said, Pastor, let me serve you. And I had to put my wallet down. I couldn't buy a thing. I wanted to buy it all. I didn't want him to spend a dollar on me. But I had to let him serve. You know how hard it is to let someone serve you? For me, that's hard. That's a hard thing. I mean, when someone says, I, I mean, you know, now for Kelly, the other evangelist, he, he, jo- he enjoys all that stuff. I mean, he's... I'll go to a restaurant, you know, and I'll look at the menu. I'm like, man, that's really expensive. Uh, I don't, I'll just eat this right here. Kelly's like, let me get the highest steak, the biggest steak. And <laughs> I always tease him. But my, my character is to serve, not to be served. You know, my mom's the same way. And then she gets angry at me. Like she'll pray, she'll pray. I hope he doesn't give this away. I hope he don't. Give. I'm looking at everything. I'm like, if we're not using it, we're giving it. I'm. You hang around me. I'm gonna give you something. I'm just like, the, I just want to give. If I don't have the need for it, I give it. I'm quick to give. That's all part of serving. It's all part. And it's just the character that you need to have is always looking to be a giver, a giver, a giver. When there's a need, I'm always thinking, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? If I have the ability to do it, I do it real quick. I don't even think about it. Because if I think about it, the devil will give me all the reasons not to do it. The devil will rise up a mirror in front of me and have me look at myself and say, oh, I can't do it. I can't afford it. I'm not able to do it. I don't have the time. But if I give quickly, knowing that the same God that blessed me with this time and this gift and this anointing and, the, and, and provision is the same God that could bless me more. The word of God says, give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall man give unto your bosom. If you want the more anointing of God, you have to give the anointing that you have. Amen. And so we serve. If you want to be great, you have to serve. The two ways that we that we 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 serve. The two ways to be great in the kingdom of God is number one, you have to serve. Amen. Everybody say serve. serve. Again, serve. serve. When you think you've served enough, you haven't served enough. But Pastor, I'm here Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. What about Saturday? Amen. But pastor, it seems like I'm, I'm, I'm always serving God. Yeah, but is your marriage good? Yeah. Are you healthy? Yeah. Are you happy? Yeah. What's the problem? What's the problem? Amen. 
Go with me in Matthew chapter 5. Verse 17. Don't misunderstand why I've come. I did not come to abolish the law of Moses or the writings of the prophet. No, I came to accomplish their purpose. Verse 18. I tell you the truth, until heaven and earth disappear, not even the smallest detail of God's law will disappear until its purpose is achieved. So if you ignore the least commandment and teach others to do the same, you will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But anyone who obeys God's laws and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. But I warn you, unless your righteousness is better than the righteousness of the teachers of religious law, the Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. And so the second way we become great in the kingdom is we teach others how to serve the Lord. When I teach, like the discipleship, it's all about teaching you how to serve the Lord. You know, it's not teaching you how to have an abundant life. That comes with you giving your heart to God. That's, that's in you. Out of your belly flows rivers of living water. It's going to happen, amen? It's going to change, Amen. It's going to change, you know, the waters are going to, are going to take you to victory, amen? But what, what we teach you is how to, just to follow God, obey his direction. You know, we're not teaching you the law, we're teaching you the spirit of God that's inside of you, that, which is the spirit of the law, it's now inside of you, your heart has been changed. And so we teach you on the things of God. There's a lot of confusion happening in this world where there's a lot of perversion of, they're calling good things bad and bad things good. There's an antichrist spirit, and it's in every sphere of our United States society. It's not in the other countries, but it's in the United States society. And so there's an indoctrination of your children. There's an indoctrination of families, and we are reaping the rewards of that, of, of that indoctrination. And, and, and it's antichrist because they're trying to remove Christ from everything. There's, there's, a, there's a, a, a wonderful Christian book that, that Disney made a movie and they removed all traces of Christ out of the book. That's anti-Christ. If you get rid of Christ, that means you don't want Christ. That means you're anti-Christ. And, and I'm not going to play that game. I'm going to call it out the way, I, the way it is. Anti-Christ. When they say pray, but don't pray in the name of Jesus, anti-Christ. Amen? And I don't, I don't say it in anger. I say it in love because I'm trying to teach the church, who they are in Christ Jesus. Not to compromise their, their, their name, compromise who they are in Christ to, to, to fit into society norms. No, we are the church of Jesus Christ, amen? And so we teach each other, and whoever teaches you how to follow God becomes great in the kingdom. When you teach your brother in the, in the home cell groups, when, when you're leading a cell group and you're teaching them the things of God, you're becoming great in the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. Those that serve others are great in the kingdom of God, and those that teach others are great in the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Everybody say serve, serve. Teach. teach. You become great. According to Jesus, you become great in the kingdom of God. Now, you want to know who the worst is? The worst are the ones that use their position of teaching to teach things that are not of God. I could tell you preachers 
who started off strong, anointed by the Holy Ghost. And, you know, when you carry an anointing, God doesn't get, take it back. Once you're, you're walking in the signs and wonders and the power of God, God doesn't just say, I'm, I'm taking it off of you. The gifts of God are without repentance. So when you have faith to heal the sick, the faith to heal the sick will be there. So they have an anointing, but they don't have the character. They don't have the integrity. They have compromised their values because they're chasing after dollars or they're chasing after some sort of prestige, some sort of name for themselves. And so they... Jesus calls them the least of the kingdom of God. Matter of fact, Jesus says that they're going to have a harsher, a harsher punishment. They're going to be held accountable for causing the least of us to fall. They start teaching false doctrines. They start using their position to, to get people to do things that are outside of the ways of God. There's some that have fallen into perversion. So next thing you know, they're trying to get their, they, they start leading people into perverted ways of living because they used to be anointed by heaven. Listen, signs and wonders do not blow me away. Someone said, well, I, I'm, there was a man that came to talk to me, some man from a foreign country, Immediately I knew this is not a man that's supposed to be in our pulpits. He said, oh, God used me this way. God used me that. God, well, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. But I know there's something, there's something wrong with, with your life. Because there's no peace in my spirit, man. I don't see the glory of God upon your life. I, yeah, you might have a bunch of these, these things. You know, you might have all the, the mystical things happening. But that ain't the work of the Lord. That's work of devils that you surrendered. That's strange fire you're walking, you're walking in. Amen? And just because you're anointed doesn't mean you have to go out and buy a white suit and walk around mystical. No, you have to be a servant. You have to always have a servant heart. Always. And people will, will judge. Listen, there's time people will say, oh, you, you know, you don't have time for me. I really don't sometimes. I wish I did, but if you make time for me I'll, and wait for me, I will make time for you. I don't leave church until everybody else leaves. I wait for everybody. I, if, if someone wants to hang out and talk to me, I'll, 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 I'll hang out and talk with them. I'm here to serve. Amen? I'm here to teach. I'm here to instruct. But I'm not going to use my position of being a servant unto God put something in someone's life that's not of God. Amen. Amen. And so God will hold you accountable for the things that you give unto others. If you ever see yourself in the midst of it and say, you know, maybe this is, this will help me in my ministry or this will help me in my finances or this will help me get something that I want and you see yourself because of a gift of God to get there, you're thinking in the wrong way. If you give something or do something, you should do it because the love of God is flowing through your life. Before the, the night of healing, around 1 o'clock in the morning, I got a, a message. A woman, she, she had written a bunch of messages, and she wrote me a message and said, I, um, can you pray for me? I have a, a severe hernia. I've had two surgeries. And I told her, I said, why don't you come to the night of healing tomorrow night in McAllen? She was in mission. She didn't know about it. She said, oh, yeah, I'll come. So that was already in my spirit, man. This girl's going to get healed. As soon as I got on the pulpit, first thing I asked, 
Where's that girl that I was talking to that wanted to, that needed a healing at a hernia? And she was in the back. She was almost getting ready to leave because of the pain. She was sitting in the front. The pain was so intense that she was getting ready to walk out. She came to the altar, and instantly she got healed. Just like that. Amen? I'm not the healer. I'm just the vessel. Just serving the Lord. Amen? Do y'all receive any of this tonight? Are y'all blessed? Praise God. Hallelujah. Stand up on your feet.